Hello and welcome to Why Does This Keep Happening to Me? Today we are talking about boundaries and the name of the podcast today is Does This Belong in Your Suitcase? This is a really important topic because I deal with this daily in psychotherapy on an interpersonal level, as do all of you, although most of us are not aware that we are in constant confrontation of boundaries and different boundaries that come up in our life. So first, I want to just explain what is a boundary. A boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. But in psychology, a boundary is a rule or a limit that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you. And once, if a person violates that, a boundary is also part of how we respond to those boundary pushers. And so what's really necessary when we're talking about boundaries is to separate them into emotional boundaries and physical boundaries. Now, most people have uh, a very good understanding of physical boundaries. This is just your own personal space and privacy. You know, if someone's standing too close to you or, you know, just kind of like inappropriately brushing your shoulder, you know, just it just feels kind of intrusive. Even looking at your personal information on your phone, you know, in in dating relationships, I've heard of that happening a lot. That's a physical boundary violation. But in terms of emotional boundaries, this is where I think a lot of people need some clarity. And so I like to use the suitcase analogy for people uh, so that they can have a good visual representation of a boundary when, when you're trying to figure out if... You, one of your boundaries is being violated, think of this suitcase analogy. And that is that we each have our own personal suitcase. And in that suitcase are your feelings and your needs and your thoughts and your, you know, all of you and the responsibility that you carry for all of those things. And everyone has their own suitcase. The problem arises when we tend to pick up other people's stuff and put it into our suitcase. By that, I mean when you take responsibility for other people's feelings, you take responsibility for other people's life choices. And this happens a lot, not only in parent-child relationships, but in romantic relationships. And so I think it's usually very, a lot more effective to discuss these things in terms of life examples. And so this comes up, I hear it daily with romantic relationships. And friendships where there's this element of toxicity. We, we hear this term about toxic energy or toxic relationships. And how can you tell? How can you tell if you're in like a toxic relationship or a toxic um, friendship? And I think that the best way to be able to tell is to just pay attention to your emotions. You know, just pay attention to if you're around certain people. If you start to feel sort of 
tired, fatigued, irritable, uncomfortable, feelings of guilt or fear. These are all indicators that you're around an emotional vampire. So to further illustrate an emotional boundary, um, this is necessary to have a healthy relationship. This is not just, you know, some psychological mumbo jumbo. It's this is necessary for you to have a healthy relationship with yourself and to have a healthy relationship for others. And the thing that you will hear me talk about repeatedly is the importance of living authentically, living from your authentic self. And you cannot live a healthy mental and physical life without living authentically. That's just my, you know, my belief. There has to be a line between me and you, not allowing others to determine your thoughts, feelings, and needs, not blaming others for your thoughts, feelings, or behaviors, accepting responsibility for your choices, not blaming others for your problems, and also not picking up other people's response, their responsibility for their own behaviors and their own choices and problems. So this all sounds great, but why do we generally, most people have a hard time with boundaries? And I think that what stops people from consistently maintaining boundaries is that it's never been modeled to them. You know, we learn these behaviors from our family, from our upbringing, and we observe how people assert their needs or not. If they are directly ver verbalizing or um, non-verbally non expressing their needs, or if they're being avoidant or passive aggressive. So the fear, that fear of um, abandonment, rejection, um, discomfort of, you know, of emotions, of uh, not wanting to feel guilty or anxious um, comes up and it blocks people from putting up boundaries. There's also always an underlying belief. And in our la my last show, last couple of shows, I was discussing the importance of beliefs and how your beliefs create your reality. And so whenever a person has a hard time saying no, you know, they're like what, you know, people describe themselves as yes people, um, you know, overextending their time, saying yes to things, feeling guilty for saying no. There's usually a belief beneath that. And the belief is usually having to do with something like, I can't make my own decisions or my needs are not important or it's not safe to say no, or perhaps it's, I will be abandoned. I am not safe. And so, you know, this is the time when you are feeling like you want to say no, but you're, you're finding that you're not able to say no to dig and figure out what that belief is beneath there. You know, usually I hear when I ask people, what prevented you from saying no, you didn't want to do that thing. And they will say, I didn't want to hurt their feelings or I felt guilty. And so essentially what happens is the, what you're saying is that the other person's feelings are more important than your feelings. And this is where people come up against burnout and um, resentment and bottle everything up. And, and then, you know, these issues come up in relationships because their needs are not being met. So, um, physical boundaries, we talked about the emotional boundaries, I think we should spend the rest of our time talking about because these are the ones that are not as apparent. I think people don't realize how much emotional boundaries cover 
And it's not only emotions and energy, but it's also time, you know, being aware of giving up your time and feeling overextended, doing things you don't want to be doing and being places you don't want to be. This is a boundary violation. You are not protecting your boundaries. So let's just take an example of a relationship. Um, I remember I was in a, I had a friendship, a 20 year friendship. And um, there is this belief that when this person, this friend of mine, if she's going through something difficult, if I'm not there for her at the drop of a hat, right? That I'm not a good friend. And that's just not true because we each have uh, limits, you know, to our time, to our energy. We have to engage in self-care before we engage in taking care of others. You cannot take from an empty well. So our job is to fill our well, fill ourselves up, and then from there we can help others. Um, I've heard a lot with personal, with um, dating relationships, I've heard people say things like, um, I will do anything to make this person happy. Like it's my job to keep that person happy. It is absolutely not your job to keep somebody happy. That doesn't belong in your suitcase. Um, I've heard people say that, you know, I just don't have any time left for myself. I don't have enough time to exercise or I don't have enough time to meditate. You know, and that could be true possibly. But at the same time, most of the time, you don't have time because you're not believing that you are worthy of that time. You are giving your time to others and other people and other things before you are giving your time to you. And so I often ask people when they say this to me, are you as important as the person you're giving your, your time to? And, you know, this is difficult when there are children involved or elderly parents people take care of you know, how to put that, that time um, for yourself in there. But it, again, if you are sick and you are not taking care of yourself, you're no good to anybody. So this is a, a boundary issue as well. Um, I've also heard a lot of people say to me, you know, I, I'm not really happy in this relationship, but that person would fall apart without me. That doesn't belong in your suitcase. doesn't belong to you. Um, if um, I just took more time to make this relationship better. It would be that it takes two people and it doesn't all fall on you. So, you know, there's a lot of this discounting when things are not going well because of the few times things are going well. And so people, again, going back to the authenticity, being committed to your happiness, being committed to your self-care, being able to consistently and um, and clearly state your boundaries and put up your, um, you know, the line in the sand. And when people cross those boundaries, maintaining and being consistent with what you are willing to give and what you're willing to not give. And so, okay, how do we do this? So committing to letting go of fixing others is one big step. I, I feel like a lot of times I see people that are fixers. They just want to fix other people. Um, my husband often told me that I attract broken birds. And, you know, that's not like a judgment on others, but 
when I was much younger, I did tend to to attract people into my life that I felt driven to fix. And that wasn't my job, not my job to fix people in relationships. And a lot of people end up in these dynamics where they're feeling powerless. And if only they did a little bit more, they could fix somebody. Um, you know, being rescuers, that's another, another thing, you know, rescuing others that comes up a lot in sessions, needing to be needed. That comes up if you notice that, you know, sometimes finding yourself in a relationship that you're not being fulfilled or satisfied in, but there is this pull of being needed and being needed is a very big motivator for people. Um, changing yourself to be liked, depending on other people's approval. This is another um, area people get stuck in with boundary violations, you know, just allowing people to um, pull them into saying yes to things that they don't necessarily want to be saying yes to um, because they're looking for other people's approval. So to start with setting boundaries, I think it is important to just start noticing how you feel Notice any um, discomfort that comes up for you with certain people, you know, like these energy vampires I was talking about where you leave, you know, meeting a person that happens to me often where, you know, I'm around a person and I would go home and I would feel energized versus going home and feeling completely depleted. When you go home from seeing a friend or a partner, uh, you know, or a coworker and you feel depleted, that is an indication that the person that that person is violating a boundary in some way some kind of boundary has been crossed and it's not that they have necessarily tried to do this but it's that you have allowed them to do this people will not do anything um, in terms of you know emotional boundaries that you do not allow them to do so Imagine this is like your own invisible force field and that you are in charge of protecting it. So to start with, just notice in the moments when people ask you to do something, saying no. So just say no to tasks that you don't want to do or you don't have time to do. And if you're having a hard time saying no, it's really important to sit with why, you know, just asking yourself what the fear is behind saying no. And this is where a few ther therapy sessions could be really beneficial for people to just have someone else see your blind spot because we all have a blind spot saying yes to help. So if you feel like you're taking on the responsibility of taking care of everybody's needs, um, asking for help, saying thank you with no apology or shame, delegating tasks. This is another one where people just want to do everything themselves. Just delegate, protect your time. Don't overcommit. Ask for space. We all need our own time. And time is a really big thing that, um, that we give away without realizing that we are actually giving away a very precious commodity and we're crossing our own boundary. Speak up if you feel uncomfortable with how somebody is treating you or just simply not allowing it anymore. And by not allowing it, that sometimes means ending relationships, ending friendships, because people learn how you, they, you, you teach people how to treat you. And so if you've taught a person how to treat you over the last several months or years, and then all of a sudden you start saying no, because you're realizing that, you know what, I've been 
putting out, um, not put allowing this person to come into my boundaries for way too long, that's not going to be easy because that other person has grown accustomed to the way that you have allowed them to be with you. And so it is very difficult to create a new pattern with people we have been in long relationships with. And there's a lot of resistance. And so you need a lot of support. And oftentimes it marks the beginning of the end. Other times it marks the beginning of a much better relationship if both people are committed to having a healthier dynamic. So honor what's important to you. Choose to put yourself first. Drop the guilt. Drop the shame. These are all learned things. And, you know, also another boundary violation is like sharing way too much personal information too quickly. This happens a lot in dating relationships as well. So it has to be this mutual give and take. It's mutual, you know, not leaving and feeling that you have allowed someone to come into all of your personal, you know, personal um, information and not get gotten anything in return. And, you know, so we're all, like I said, have our little suitcase and um, just, you know, noticing if your suitcase feels a bit heavy, if you're, if you're feeling a bit heavy, a bit burdened, Perhaps you're carrying other people's stuff. You're carrying other people's failures. You're carrying other people's successes. And it's not really yours to carry. Or perhaps you're bitter and angry because of a failure of yours that you're blaming someone else for. That doesn't belong to them. That belongs to you. So, you know, this is just a beginning to start to really understand what boundaries are, how they show up. And that a healthy relationship is not possible without protecting and maintaining consistent emotional and physical boundaries. In a healthy relationship, you will feel calm, safe, and respected unconditionally, whether you say no or yes. And, you know, so if there's a fear that if you say no, you'll be abandoned or rejected, you're probably not meant to be in that relationship. You know, it's it's a lesson, but not meant to stay in that um, uneven relationship dynamic. So start thinking about all of these, these um, issues and how they're showing up into your life. Make a commitment to yourself to put your own identity, needs, feelings, and goals first. Commit to letting go of fixing others. Take responsibility for the outcome, not taking responsibility for the outcome of other people's choices, you know, not making your job to save and rescue others or needing to be needed or changing yourself to be liked or depending on other people's approval. Just, you know, really contemplate what I'm saying to you because I have seen people change in so such amazing ways once they just realize that they were saying yes to so many things that they did not want to be saying yes to. I remember years back, I was seeing a client in therapy and she was really anxious and she's from the South. She's from like, I believe like South Carolina, Georgia around there. And she, she would tell me, you know, we, we, I've been taught not to say no, you know, the, the Southern hospitality. And so what would happen is at work, people would come to her and ask her to do things that were not in her job description. And it had become a routine that everybody would come to her and she would do everybody's job and she was burning out and she was depressed and she'd go home and she'd have to drink a bottle of wine just to feel better. And 
we started talking about this concept of the suitcase, the suitcase analogy. And does it belong in your suitcase? Does it belong in their suitcase? And she started realizing that very few things that she was taking on actually belonged to her. And so what she did is she she thought of this on her own. I thought it was so brilliant. She went home and she typed up, um, uh, you know, printed up this paper and got it laminated. And on it, it said, it doesn't belong to me. And she taped this up on her cubicle at her job. And initially, because the guilt would come up when she'd say no, she would point to this little sign. People would come and say, oh, can you get me so-and-so report? And she'd point to the sign, doesn't belong to me. And, you know, at first people are kind of like taking it back. Like, what do you mean? You know, you always do this for me. And so we spent several weeks working on the guilt, the inevitable guilt that kept coming up. And sure enough, after a few weeks, she came in and she said, I think I'm done with therapy. I no longer feel guilty. I actually point to that sign. I say it and I feel proud and I feel energized to say this doesn't belong to me. And as a result, you know, some of the behaviors that we're working on decreasing go down on their own. when We start taking care of ourselves and becoming being more authentic. So as a result, her drinking decreased. She never felt the need to go home. She didn't feel the need to go home and have a bottle of wine every night because she was meeting her needs. She wasn't pushing them down and ignoring them and living with this feeling of disempowerment. Okay. So, so just think about in your life, the people that are blaming you for their choices, that you feel responsible for fixing, that you feel responsible for maintaining their emotional balance. It is not your job. It is not to be in your suitcase. and. They, when they give it to you, it is your choice whether you decide to pick it up or not. You do not have to pick it up. I remember I was, when I was thinking of this, doing this podcast, this topic, I was driving home one day and I was watching this lady walking up to the front, her front door. She was going up a bunch of steps to go to her front door. And she had probably like 20 bags of groceries, right? So she was trying to carry all 20 bags of these groceries up these steps. And, you know, one of them fell, another one broke. There were oranges falling down the street. You know, she was all flustered and trying to gather everything up. And I was just looking at her like, how many of us feel like that on a daily where we're just, you know, feeling bogged down by all of the other people's things that we are carrying that we do not have space for and that do not belong to us. So I watched her, I was in a red light and she kind of like put everything down. She took like four bags, put them into her house, came back, four more bags, put them into her house. And, you know, it's kind of like that. Sometimes, you you know, you want to help somebody, but you just can't. In that moment, you know, maybe you need to take those 20 bags out, but in that moment, it's not physically possible. So you have to say, you know what, I want to help you, but I just can't right now. I just can't. And the word no is a very powerful word. And it's also a complete sentence. So please think about this. And, you know, if you have any stories or any questions, um, feel free to email me at office at delraypsych.com 
Um, thank you so much for listening. And um, I want to say that this podcast is sponsored by Delray Second Wellness. We are a private practice in Alexandria, Virginia. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.